Hello, welcome to the Openly Spoken podcast, where we talk about the real and raw messy middle of business and life transitions. Today on the podcast, we have Josephine Olusu. Josephine is a business strategist with over a decade of experience working with award-winning corporate media companies and thriving startups, managing creative teams and large multi-six-figure production budgets for brands including Cartoon Network and Boomerang. She now works one-on-one with creative CEOs and visionaries to help them get unstuck. Her framework gives her clients the clarity and confidence they need to achieve their goals in life and in business. And in this conversation, you're going to hear how Josephine started her entrepreneurship journey by being a VA on the side and then how her clients helped her kind of like they mirrored back to her what she was really good at. So this episode is going to be about finding your strengths as an entrepreneur. So get your notebooks out, get cozy, and let's dive into the episode. Josephine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here, Celia. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on the podcast with you. Me too. Very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So for our listeners that haven't been introduced to you yet, do you want to give a little bit of an intro of your journey and how you've pivoted and all of that messy middle transition stuff? (laughs) Okay, so I'm Josephine and I'm the founder of the Awusu Collective um, and I'm a business strategist who helps creatives who feel overwhelmed um, with business management and admin, CEOs who need help growing their business and um, not getting caught up, um, who need help growing their businesses and not getting caught up in the details and visionaries who thrive in ideas but struggle to get from A to B. So um, that's my um, bit, my sorry, that's my um, mm-hmm. my service-based business. And I'm also launching a stationary business, Grace Stationery, later on in oh, the nice. year. Yes. Yes. And um, my background is actually in the media industry. So I worked at Cartoon Network for about seven years in production, um, where literally I was managing six-figure budgets and um, I would be organizing shoots. So from one-day shoots to seven-day shoots, and I had to kind of crack the whip on all the creatives, making sure they were doing what they needed to do. (laughs) Um, And I've also worked for other startups and um, yeah, it's basically last year I started the Arusu Collective. I went full-time in it mm-hmm. and I just celebrated my first year anniversary last month, um, <laughs> which was great. And um, I started as a virtual assistant, so VA for short, okay. and I quickly pivoted about three months later um, mm-hmm. when a lot of my clients kept on introducing me to people as, oh, she's an amazing strategist. I remember and you I, telling yeah. me that. <laughs> yeah, so, and I, I I literally asked one of my my friends who's also a client, and I, I said, why do you keep on introducing me as a strategist? And she's like, because you're amazing, like literally that's <laughs> one of your strengths. And so I soon realized after starting my business that um so because I'd worked in production I always thought that my strength was actually operations but sometimes what we perceive as our strength is something that we've just been doing and we've learned and so we've become yeah. it. but 
my actual strength was in business strategy. And then when I looked back on it, a lot of people come to me for advice <laughs> and strategic <laughs> advice. And so that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to pivot in my business. And it's something that I actually really love doing. And it's something that comes natural. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like even working in Cartoon Network, having to manage all the creatives kind of like prepared you for what you're doing now, because now you you're helping creatives who are like stuck with all the details. So that's really cool. Yeah, how did definitely. you how did you um, when you started a business or even let's take it back a little. There was so much in there that like I have questions on everything. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so when you were at Cartoon Network, did you know that you would be there? Like when you were there, were you like, I want to be at Cartoon Network forever? Or was this entrepreneur dream? Was that always in your heart? Is this something you always wanted to do? So it's a weird one. I didn't think I was going to be at Cartoon Network forever, even though I loved it. And I was there mm-hmm. for seven years. I was trying to kind of stay as long as I could. Um, but I've always known that eventually I wanted to have my own business and even so my first ever experience in the media industry was I did work experience at MTV and yeah and that was it was absolutely amazing it was before I started uni and or college as you guys would say (laughs) university but um I literally I remember when I was doing my work experience there and um I would make a note in a little black book (laughs) about um, the things that I loved about how they treated the employees. And um, yeah, and wherever I did work experience, I'd make a note of, okay, don't do that because that doesn't, that's not going to feel good to your employees. And so I always, in my mind, I knew I wanted, so before it was, I wanted to be the head of a big company. And then it soon pivoted quite quickly to, no, I want to have my own business eventually. And I've had business ideas since I was probably 10 years old, to be honest. So I think it's always been in my blood, but I didn't realize, I didn't expect this journey to start as quick, to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought that I was going to be, for example, in production for much longer um, mm-hmm. time, but then, yeah, this came quicker than I thought, but it's always been in me, to be honest, that I want to have my own business. It's interesting how so many entrepreneurs, it's like always in them. Yeah. from a long time ago even in like you know like the children who I don't know if they do this in the UK they make like lemonade stands and sell lemonade on the street <laughs> yep 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 exactly it's in them <laughs> yeah yeah we've got the salvation army so yeah <laughs> okay nice for me I was selling uh bracelets in elementary school <laughs> wow I love for like that. a dollar I don't even know if I was making profit because I was using <laughs> like the craft kits my parents would buy me I love that and do you know what even as you're saying that you're reminding me of um when I was younger so I was obsessed with tree houses uh-huh. and um I used to watch I don't know if you ever watched the babysitters club yes was, I used oh. to read the books Yes, I read the books more than the I read the the books and I watched the show. (laughs) And so I remember I actually created little booklets for members. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted my own treehouse. So I'm like, oh, this is like, you know, now memberships are huge and stuff, and it's like I was creating memberships when I was little. (laughs) It's like a treehouse club. (laughs) Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, now memberships are like almost every online entrepreneur has some sort of membership. Exactly. It's a great way to have like a base income. Yeah, definitely. 
So when you started as a VA, uh, did you start because of the pandemic or was this like, was it planned? Okay. So last year I was furloughed around March. Um, you were furloughed? What is yeah, that? Mean? Okay. So furloughed was, and this oh, is something- furloughed, furloughed. Yeah, furloughed. I thought you said furloughed. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I- <laughs> sorry. Furloughed. Furloughed. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was furloughed and, um, I was actually working on a contract where it was a maternity cover. So, okay. My contract would have ended in July 22nd last year. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was furloughed around March. And um, so, but thank God I was actually furloughed until the end of my contract, which was great. So that hadn't changed. But what was funny is at the beginning of 2020, um, so just to give you some context, I had had been looking for VA um, side hustle jobs for about two years. Yeah, so I'd been looking because I'd heard that you can make side hustle income and I wanted to build up um, some revenue stream so that I wasn't dependent on my main day job because I've I've been made redundant before. So I I know what it's like to lose your your day job. So I wanted to make sure that I had um, some different kinds of income. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, I'd had a few bad experiences where there were kind of um, people who were posing as um recruiters they weren't actually they were just dodgy people so um I kind of at the beginning of 2020 I literally was like this year I want to have multiple revenue streams and Mm -hmm. so I'm going to pursue um getting some VA work on the side Mm -hmm. and so around February I reached out to two of my friends who I knew um had their own businesses and had a business network and I literally asked them I said I want to start work as a VA on the side um Mm. if please can you reach out to your network and people you know and ask if anyone needs a a VA and a few weeks later one of my friends both of them actually came back to me so one we um she connected me to someone and um it didn't quite work out because they didn't um need someone right then but then the other friend came back and she said, actually, Josephine, I need someone in my business. Oh, and I was for like, her. oh, nice. amazing. Yeah, for her. So that was like, okay, great. So basically I started um, with her around June, mm-hmm. um, the, the first of June, I think, um, I started with her and within three weeks, she had recommended me for someone else. So I had two clients. So by the time my furlough had finished, with my actual company I had two clients and even though I hadn't fully replaced my income I had more than enough for me to be able to be like actually I'm just going to pursue this That's so amazing. yeah it wasn't planned I didn't expect to you know I thought I had about two more years of working for someone else yeah <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. what happened <laughs> I feel like that's how you know you're on the right path when things kind of like unfold in a way where you're like whoa <laughs> it yes. was meant to be this way right. Exactly. And also one thing that showed me is um, really the power of kind of setting an intention and actually acting on it. So I intended at the beginning of the year, this year, I'm going to have multiple streams of income. But I didn't just say, oh, yeah, this year I'm going to have multiple streams of of income and expect it to happen. I actually mm -hmm. stepped out and I just asked. That's all. And that's what kind of started this journey. Yeah. 
I think that's such an important part of like manifestation. I feel like it's kind of like trending online right now. Yeah. <laughs> but too many people are just like, they just wish and then like wait for it to happen. Taking action is definitely important. So you wanted to do a VA side hustle for two years. Once you were actually doing it, was there anything in doing it that like you didn't expect? Oh, so I think I didn't expect, um, you don't realize how much in terms of even setting boundaries with your clients. Mm, yeah. That's a big thing that I learned. <laughs> um, so yeah, you just assume, okay, yep, I've got my clients and that's it. But there's a whole yeah, there's a whole nother thing that you need to learn. You need to learn about setting boundaries. So whether it's your hours um, and, you know, the types of communication that mm-hmm. you want to communicate with your clients, whether mm-hmm. you, you you will work on weekends, that kind of thing is very important. So I learned that communication is key um, yeah. so that your client actually, you kind of set their expectations. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing also is the importance of really kind of sorting out your back end in your business, because if you don't sort out the back end in your business, eventually it will seep out into the front. Mm -hmm. People will see the cracks. (laughs) Um, So an example is, um, for example, you might have some new clients who come in and if the client process is not smooth, so for example, they they fill in their um, discovery form, but then they don't hear from you in five days. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. They probably so it, moved on to the next exactly. VA. <laughs> Little things like that, having things set up in the back end, it really does impact mm-hmm. what, how people perceive you and how people perceive your brand. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So in setting up your own VA business, is that what like helped you learn more of the strategy and probably also even at Cartoon Network. Yes, so definitely. Also, another thing I didn't mention, um, last year, so one of my clients, um, amazing, she, um, her name's Maneksha, um, she's a founder of an um, a amazing business called Cheerfully Given, and she actually um, paid for me to go on a creative VA course. So I started Ooh. that in July um, with an amazing lady called Lucy and it's called the CVAB course and it kind of helped to lay the foundation of everything that I needed it mm. was great it was it really kind of just showed me okay you need to do this you need to do that and mm. so that also helped as well so between that and yeah Cartoon Network my experience at Cartoon Network completely helps I also worked at a startup um for children it's a children's educational app as well so um all of my experience to be of to be to be honest coupled up yeah it all yeah that all helped me and you also you also mentioned that with your experience you like started with something that you thought you were good at or experienced at yes then you found something that you were strong at and yeah. you, you said that it was it was from a client, right? Or certain yep. clients so kept introducing you? Yeah, Manetra, she's like one of my closest friends now. And she, um, cool. yeah, she it, she manages to, to see the things in me that I didn't even realize. So <laughs> she literally straight away, um, because we would have meetings and I'll be advising her on things and she will, you know, come and ask me for advice on certain things or just even as a sounding board because Mm -hmm. I know what questions to ask (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um 
she made me realize yeah you're you're very strategic and we actually ended up taking um the is it the cliffs and strengths um we took we took two personality tests uh-huh. and literally as she said my top five top five three of them were strategic and I was like wow you knew me better than I knew myself <laughs> so yeah she really that she kind of just made me realize that look what people have been coming to you all along you just hadn't put a name on it you didn't realize what it was but that's actually your strength yeah. so I'd be so I literally was like oh so I was all thinking that operations was my strength and yeah <laughs> You said you found that on a, on a site called Cliffs and Strengths. Yeah. Is that I think something it, we could find online? Yeah. What, what I'll do is I will send to you so that I give you the exact, I'll give you the two okay. ones that I did and you can add it in your show notes. But yeah, okay. it was yeah. brilliant. Honestly, it, it was an eye opener and it makes you realize what your strengths are, what your mm-hmm. weaknesses are, what mm-hmm. things you should be kind of um tasks you should be focusing on on, Mm -hmm. um which leaning on your strengths and how you should be kind of spending your time to develop yourself and develop those strengths um and yeah kind of what things you should outsource it was brilliant and it just it was an eye-opener I was like wow you know me you really do know me because I would I would have been shocked (laughs) 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 what other ways could uh someone who's like new as an entrepreneur find their strengths Okay, so what I would recommend is, first of all, what are you good at? Think, get a piece of paper and write down all the things that you are good at, all the things that you do with ease that other people may struggle with as well. Mm-hmm. So write all those things down. Then if, you, if you're someone who's like, oh, but I don't know what I'm good at, <laughs> then I want you to go to your closest family, your closest friends, and I want you to ask them, what do you think my strengths are? Mm-hmm. What do you think my weaknesses are? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, another thing is, what are the things that people always come to you for? For advice. So, yeah. So yeah. whether it's advice, see? So whether mm-hmm. it's advice, um, what are the things that you notice, hmm, no matter where I am, whether it's a company, whether it's because every single, when I look at um, my experience, so every single company I've worked at, I've always had people coming to me asking me for advice. I've not yeah. put anything on my forehead saying, come to me for advice. <laughs> but that's what's happened. They've obviously identified something in me. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. What is the thing? What are those things that people always come to you for, that they come and ask you for? The thing where they, they're just thanking you for the yeah. transformation. They're thanking you for um, you offering that to them. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that, yeah, I, I, I would recommend and sit down and write, write it down, have a think about it and really just write it down because it's those things. And then what you can do is have a think, OK, so out of all of this, what can I actually make money from? Mm-hmm. How can I use this to make money? Mm-hmm. How can I use it to grow an income? So that's where I'd start. And then also another thing is what are you passionate about? Yeah. obviously there are some things that people are passionate about that is not going to get them money because it's not <laughs> their strength so for example a typical example is on American Idol you might see someone on there who's passionate about singing uh, but they sound like a dead cat so <laughs> those are the best auditions to watch I don't oh know if American gosh. Idol is still on TV but I used to watch it in high school just yep. for the audition part <laughs> exactly I used to so I used to um 
so because we had pop idol here and we also had x factor so i would actually go and um, get tickets to be in the audience at x factor <laughs> and we would um sit there and the funniest ones where i had tears rolling oh. we were just shocked like oh my gosh did they like crying oh, <laughs> but yeah so that that's what i would um recommend <laughs> What about like, uh, you mentioned the tests that you did. Have you done other tests like Enneagram or what are all the other tests? I don't remember them now. There's the, I, I, something Briggs. Yeah. There's the one where it's like the IJ, I always forget. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I know I've done a few. So there's Mm -hmm. one where I think I'm the, I think it was, I'm the advocate so the okay. people who fell under it were like Martin Luther King that's who, who I could remember but um yeah I've done quite a few actually I need to get yeah. them in my head though like and I've done that Enneagram but I keep I've forgotten what number I am so I was I've told myself a few weeks ago I was like oh I need to do it again yeah <laughs> and then actually make a note of what what number I am uh-huh. what about you I'm number eight Ooh, I forget so what, what it that? means besides like someone who like is very like productive and like does a lot of things and then as far as like human design goes I'm a generator and that's kind of like someone always doing something I love that (laughs) but sometimes that like stresses me out like I've been working on with my coach for the past few months we've been working on me just being okay with like resting and rest being productive because it is productive I think it's one of the most productive things we can do oh I love that and um Yeah. And then making space for that instead of like before, like when I would take a break, it'd be like, oh, no, I, I, I didn't get X, Y and Z done in this hour. But now that I'm like welcoming needing a break, I'll take a break and then a creative idea will come to me for something or I'll get like just this random energy boost to like get online and do some networking or like do something with my business. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think rest is so important um mm-hmm. and even taking a lunch break <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah it kind of boosts your um productivity like for me I love that you said that um that's when you would get ideas because yeah I get mm-hmm. my ideas when I'm going for a walk when I'm listening to a podcast when I'm yeah. in the shower it's usually yeah. when you're working <laughs> yeah when you're not working <laughs> exactly yeah. and then suddenly it's just like oh oh these ideas mm-hmm. where are they coming from <laughs> mm-hmm. And also when we're working, like there's a lot of other dialogue, like, especially if part of your work is like going on to social media and interacting with your audience, or if you're like answering emails or something, there's like other people's dialogue. So then like your own opinion and voice kind of gets drowned out. So I think it's very important to make that space for yourself. Definitely. And it just, it just kind of revives you and just gives you more energy. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. That kind of ties into also you wanted to talk about the importance of being intentional. You did mention it earlier and uh, mindset and all of that. Is there any like routines or practice you do to keep yourself intentional? Yeah. So usually I talk about my morning routine. <laughs> so usually in the morning I will wake up and um, I will the first thing I will do actually is I'll just kind of pray thank God for the day because I'm a Christian Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I will um read study my Bible so I'll kind of just you know spend some time studying the Bible and then um 
I will kind of journal anything that the Lord is telling me for the day. And if there's any kind of, I'll just kind of lift up the day. So I'll pray, um, mm. just thank God for what, you know, just the gift of life. And then also just pray about anything that I'm doing for the day. Um, and then once I've had my time with God, then I will actually, I'm trying to do a thing. So I'm trying to put in a routine where I'm actually reading um, at least 30 minutes a day. So I try to do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually in the morning, I'll read something kind of, um, whether it's a business book or something motivational, something mm-hmm. to kind of get me pumped. <laughs> yeah. So um, I will do that. And another thing that I'm actually, I haven't started it yet, I'm starting it tomorrow, is I'm actually going to be starting doing my exercise as well again. Because oh, I nice. Do, yeah, I find that if I exercise in the morning, that's the best time for me. I know a lot of people, they exercise in the evening. For me, usually I'll make so many excuses by the end of the day. Yeah, so too. right now, if I'm trying to kind of get healthy and stuff and, you know, get into my fitness routine. Yeah, that's another thing that's going to be added um, in the day. Um, but yeah, that's essentially what my morning routine is. And then I'll go and have a shower, get myself ready. Um, because I work from home now, what I try to do as well is I'll have breakfast and I'll have it in the living room and just look out in the window so it's like you've got the nice view and I'll mm. probably listen to a podcast I love listening to podcasts me too and, um, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so I'll listen to a podcast whilst I'm having my breakfast and just kind of take it slow really enjoy it that's something I really like to do and mm-hmm. then it's like okay now you can go and start your day yeah I, yeah. I sometimes like to walk around the block right before I work just so it feels I like I'm like walking to work I read it online that like that just change in environment kind of helps you I love so, that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing Just is, to try I, it. <laughs> I love walking. The only reason why, so I really, I realized I had to choose between me exercising or walking in the morning. But mm-hmm. another thing I'm trying to um, get back into sort of routine of, because it was something I was doing before is um, every day, at least walking for an hour a day. So usually I'll kind of fit that in my lunch break. So my lunch break will be, okay, if the weather's decent, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then I'll just go and walk for an hour and just, I just come back and you feel so, so refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. I love going for walks too. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. So I hear you on that one. (laughs) Yeah. I love walks because like you get like your heart rate pumping and you might get a little sweaty, but you weren't like doing this high intensity thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) but I love that you mentioned the exercise because I'm kind of on that same journey (laughs) I've had a really good exercise routine from maybe since I was like 15 my parents got me a gym membership and uh, I used to teach bar and I used to teach yoga I used to teach fitness classes but then COVID happened by that point I was teaching fitness for five or six years COVID happened and I was like okay with working out at home But after like two months, I just got bored of like just being in the same space all the time. So now I'm trying to work on getting my uh, fitness back up because it really makes a difference in your energy and in your mindset as a, as a business owner. Like the days where I exercise, I feel like I'm getting things done quicker. I agree. <laughs> and the thing is, you realize it's weird because so I do love exercise, but it, it really is down to a mindset thing. Like yeah. you wake up, you're like, oh, can't be bothered. But then yeah. I always find when I do the exercise, you're like, why didn't I do this before? Yes. It's amazing. I feel good. So you just hit the hammer on the, yeah. the, the hammer of that one. 
especially with yoga for me. Like every time I stretch, I'm like, this feels so amazing. Why did I resist it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so I love, um, I'm a Pilates girl, love Pilates. <sighs> and um, I, yeah, I miss it. I'm like, I need to get back into it because exactly the same as you, how you yeah. feel with yoga, it's literally just so relaxing refreshing I find it you you can just yeah it's really peaceful as well isn't it yeah yeah clear your mind I love how you mentioned Pilates because I did a um, blogilates workout on YouTube (laughs) this morning before our call (laughs) well done (laughs) well done that is so good (laughs) it was like a 15 minute thing but it's a start (laughs) Yeah, but even then, to be honest, so there was, um, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, her name's Leslie Sandstone, I think, and she mm. does these walking videos. They oh. are the thing. Like, yeah. it seems, my sister was, last year, my sister, she kept on saying, Joe, you need to, you need to do these videos. And I was just like, oh my gosh, walking videos, really? <laughs> and then I did it and I was like, this is actually really fun. And it's, it's, it's just, the key thing is we're just moving. Yeah. Sometimes we're just literally thinking, oh my gosh, I need to do this big, you know, full hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, high intensity workout. But it's just a thing of, you know, are we moving every day? And that's yeah. one thing that I'm kind of working on. I'm like, okay, I need to just be moving. And it's especially yeah. been more difficult since the pandemic because yeah. before we used to travel to work. We used to, yeah. you know, so you'd at least get some steps in. Whereas now, if you don't leave the house, literally you could have only a couple of hundred steps and that mm-hmm. is just not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's been a huge change. Yeah, so well done, well done. Thank That'll you. That'll be me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you have you ever done blogilates I follow her I've yeah. never done it I've never done it yeah, yeah. it's well, really it good. good it looks good I love how it's like there's kind of like yoga in there mm. because you're doing certain poses that like it, it's a yoga pose but you're like moving in the pose like for example yeah. the thing we did the thing I did this morning was called hundreds okay if you're familiar with it you're like no. laying with your with your back is like diagonal and then your legs are up and oh, then you're wow. pumping your arms it's like an ab workout but okay. that pose without moving your arms and just reaching your arms forward is a yoga pose called boat pose oh, <laughs> so wow. it's like it's a it's such a combination of yoga and um whatever else you want to call it like uh, pilates definitely has like some yoga moves in there that's why i like it yeah yeah i love pilates like honestly <laughs> I'm someone who just likes I also like to do a variety of exercises so Mm -hmm. um yeah I can go from doing um from doing hit to pilates to spinning I just the key thing is just you know variety for me yeah so I'm just like yeah I need to get back into that yeah starting tomorrow I'm joining you (laughs) (laughs) nice we should um we should uh, message each other either on Facebook or yes. Instagram to like check in. That'd be cool. Exactly. Accountability kind of partners. I love exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, do you have any like um accountability groups or like membership groups you're a part of that you can yes. recommend to anyone listening? Yes. Yeah, so I well, I met you in um Boss Babe. The society. I love Boss Babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I met you in the society, which is um it's actually really amazing. Um, just the community and such a good price, learning. too. I can't yeah. believe oh, like it's great. how much it's value is in there. 
a lot of value to be honest so um yeah I'm part of the society um and then I'm also part of um another one for product-based businesses mm-hmm. um called proof to product labs um, nice. which is amazing absolutely amazing um love the community in there and katie um the founder is just amazing mm-hmm. um i'm also part of another group <laughs> called it's called can.did and okay. the founder fiona um grayson she's also amazing as well so there's a lot of service-based business owners in there you do have a few product-based um, business owners in there as well but amazing women from all different um, industries who are just killing it basically. And I'm also actually, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I'm a business mentor um, for another, this is a Christian um, business um, Mm. membership called the Tempeg Collective. And um, that's, yeah, that's also brilliant. It's a brilliant membership as well. Lots of value in there. So yeah, I'm in quite a few. And I'm learning a lot from just being in all the different groups as well and the importance mm-hmm. of community. And yeah, so that's what I would recommend. Why do you think that when someone is in in a membership or in a community, why do you think that they experience more growth? I think, so it's not just, okay, there's three things so obviously they have access to a lot of um, knowledge and information Mm -hmm. from people who have done it but it's not just having access to the knowledge so you've got access to knowledge number one number two it's about implementing what you're learning that is the key thing yeah (laughs) because you can be in all these memberships and do nothing with it yeah Um, (laughs) and then number three it actually is the community and accountability so you can be a part of a membership, but if you don't show up and um, you don't kind of interact and communicate and network with people, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. And out of all of these, um, all of the memberships that I'm part of, the biggest, the, the glue that sticks them all together is the, the membership. It's that accountability. Mm-hmm. It's that, um, you know, working with like-minded people, um, you know yeah people who are striving to succeed and to encourage and support and where you can ask advice Mm -hmm. so yeah I that's why I think that um Mm -hmm. they're a great thing to be a part of it always fills me with so much gratitude to be in um just in those spaces where people are steps like way they're they're experiencing way more success than me and I'm just like wow I'm so grateful to be sharing energy with them or to be on a call with them. And yeah, I think that's just amazing. So if anyone's listening, cause I know this is a thing sometimes that when you join a membership group and you see like, oh, this, this person over here has 10 K in sales a month, or this person has that. And you kind of like compare yourself and feel like, what's that emotion? Like, um, discouraged. Yeah or you feel like you don't deserve to be there, you do deserve to be there. Definitely. And I think it's proof. Like I always say that if you want something in your life, if you want to create something or manifest something, it first shows up around you. Like if you want success and all of a sudden there's like successful women or people around you, it's coming for you. So you better get ready. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I love that you said that because sometimes, um, if we're not careful, we can compare ourselves and yeah, we can think, oh gosh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I don't belong here, but 
to be honest, um, you even taking the step to being part of the membership, that is the first step because you're actually giving yourself access to people who have done it. And um, we should use their stories to be um, an inspiration that, mm-hmm. wow, this is actually possible. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and if you weren't in that membership, you might not have had access to certain people as well. So I do believe that memberships do give us access. And um, I love that you said that as well, because for success to even come to us, we need to be ready to receive it. And it really, if there's one thing I've learned over the past year about business, um, and if you want to be successful, it really does start with mindset. And we hear it from so many people, but it's true. It really does start with mindset, because if you think, oh no, I'm not worthy to the to do this or I'm not worthy to have this business then why do you think that someone's going to come and actually want to work with you if you exactly. yourself do not believe you're worthy yeah um, we need to kind of have that belief in ourselves we need to know we need to know know what you're good at and be yeah. proud of it and yeah. own it and exactly. it doesn't mean I think a lot of us we feel that for us to um deserve to be somewhere we feel like we need to be comfortable, but to be honest, for you to actually grow, you need to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I always give the example of, think about it in the corporate, um, in the corporate world. When um, a general manager or a director gets promoted to a vice president role, they have never done that role before. Yeah. Never, never done it before. So they're going to be uncomfortable. They need to learn the ropes, but it's whilst they're, up leveling in that role that's when the growth comes that's when they begin to see what they had in them that they didn't realize they had because they're being stretched Mm -hmm. so that's how we have to kind of um get used to it we've all heard the term get comfortable being uncomfortable and that's what it is there's so many times in my businesses whenever I launch a new package whenever I if I've doubled my prices and you're thinking is anyone gonna is anyone <laughs> gonna pay and they come the clients come because they see your value and then you actually realize actually I do have something to give every yeah. single time when I see my clients and how happy they are and they're excited and we've literally got the job done it's just a reminder of, the, of yep you are doing what you were called to do and kind of we just need to get out of our own way so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. We're always the ones that are holding us back if we're not where we want to be. Yeah, definitely. And um, do you remember like when it all started, when you had your first discovery call? I love hearing those kind of stories. (laughs) Yes. So my first, okay. So my first, I've got, I'll tell you my first official one because I had a discovery call with the client, um, my second client that I was recommended to, but Mm -hmm. that's before I kind of had a little process. So the first actual discovery call that I had um, with another client, which I didn't end up going with, um, was actually awful, but not awful in the sense of she was rude or anything. It was just like, hmm, you're not the right client. (laughs) So I... um, she was really lovely and everything and um we were having the call but then I soon started to realize she would ask me questions like oh have you been to university and I was kind of like I was especially because Mm. with discovery calls 
basically, as you're as you're self-employed, we're not employees. So it's not that typical interview yeah. process. A yeah. discovery call is for us to discover what they need and all that um kind of thing to see if we're a good fit. Yeah. And so the way that it was going was like she was interviewing me. And mm. to be honest, to be asked if I had <laughs> had had been to university when I had graduated like 10 years before. I, there were a few red flags. It was just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> so, and I, yeah. So I literally made a decision, actually. I didn't even let her respond to me after. Um, I literally messaged her and I just said, I don't think this is going to be a good fit, but I wish you all the best in finding someone. And mm-hmm. I think that was such a powerful moment because it made me realise, so I, in the past, for example, whether you're applying for jobs, you're literally, even though there might be jobs where you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I really want this job, but then you might not get it. And then there's another job where it's like, okay, it's half doing what I want, but because you need a job, you're like, you take what mm, you can yeah. get kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this was the first time where I realized I'm working for myself so I can choose who I work with. And if I don't feel that we are aligned, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that we get to do that? Yes. It's, it's, it's the best thing. So I have the freedom to choose who I work with and I'm just not going to allow money to mm-hmm. dictate my decisions. Mm-hmm. And not everyone understands that. Like I live with my fiance and I had a client once where I was like, oh, this is just not the right fit. Like the energy just isn't right because uh, she just wanted so many things for such a small price. Mm. And I was just like, "Mm, I don't know about doing this. And he didn't understand. He was like, your business is new. You should be getting all the clients you can get. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be happy working my business if I sign with this person. And I think that's very important. I think that's why it's also important to like set a price that like aligns with you. Like yeah. For me, for example, I started with graphic design. I'm not doing that anymore. But my first logo client was one of my friends. And it was like my first client doing that. And she was my friend. So I gave her such a big discount that I like resented working on the project. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> and, that, and that's a key lesson. Um, yeah, it was a huge lesson. I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a key lesson. Um, So when I first started, I was doing... I was paid on an hourly rate. So I was Mm. trading my time for money. Yeah. And now it's um, either a retainer where it's a set fee and I'm delivering based on value Mm -hmm. or um, yeah, I've, I'm just not doing that hourly rate thing anymore because I realized as I was going on, yep, it's all about the value. And I come with years of experience. Yeah. So I can charge based on that. And um, you don't want to, take on because it's, it's it's really easy especially um and this is just to encourage those people who are at the beginning of your journey sometimes it's really easy because you're just like I just need some money yeah <laughs> the problem with when we chase money is that's when you can end up even um picking up clients who are not your ideal clients and who are a nightmare the ones who you know refuse to even pay you what you're worth and Mm -hmm. then they also add extra hassle to you and it's just you don't want to resent your clients yeah um, because you've undercharged 
Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, you just don't want to do that. So it's it's definitely important that you set the right price so that you can enjoy the project. So you can enjoy working with your client and you're not literally resenting them. And um, that's mm-hmm. a big lesson that I've learned as well. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it's it. Not. And it's okay to leave money on the table. It's okay yeah. to leave, to walk away from a potential client if they don't um, align with your values. Mm-hmm. Did you have any mindset blocks around that? Because for me, it was like, I came from a family who like, we weren't poor, like we always had food, we always had a place to live, clean clothes, but like, we didn't have an abundance of money. So for me, it was like, I felt bad charging what I wanted to charge because I'm like, this is expensive. (laughs) Yes. So I think, I think everyone goes through these mindset blocks. So I definitely... Oh, I've had a lot of talking to myself. <laughs> like literally where because sometimes the first thing you think of, like if, so I, I just finished reading a book. I don't know if you've heard of it um, called We Should All Be Millionaires by um, Rachel Rogers. It, it was- Write that down. Great. Yeah, I write love, it I down. I, I, we Should All Be Millionaires. Yeah, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And okay. um, what I love about the book is it's, it's really practical as well. It's- I listen to her podcast as well. So I literally, it's like I can hear her tone as I'm reading the book. It's just hilarious. But um, it's very practical. Um, and she talks about these mindset blocks. And one of the things she always talks about is um, whatever your price is, double it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and straight away, naturally, you'd be like, oh, like you're, you, 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 that, that's the feeling that you'll get. Yeah. So I, kind of I, I did that I tested it with some of my packages and I was like okay I'm gonna double it <laughs> <laughs> and and literally I was just like okay I'm gonna send out this proposal and people paid and people when they my my clients when they went through whether it was a half day um strategy session or a four day strategy session mm-hmm. at the end of it because every time you put you um I turn up for my session you know you, you do have, sometimes that voice tries to come in your head like, oh, are you going to deliver? Even though yeah. you deliver, it tries to come, right? Yeah. Like, we're just being real. Even though I know the value that I have to give. Yeah. And at the end of it, like the clients who have paid my new rate, they are literally like, this was amazing. Thank you so much. And that, it just confirms, okay. And so one thing that I've learned is we set the tone on what we are valued at. Mm-hmm. So if you value yourself low, mm-hmm. that's what people are going to pay you. Mm-hmm. If you see that, nope, I, do you know what? I think yeah. I'm worth this. People will pay it because they see that you value yourself as that. Yeah, that's so but true. If you, so you literally, it's, it's, you're always going to come against the, the mind blocks and the mindsets like, will people pay? what people will pay and even mm-hmm. just to share a um a quick story of someone who she um I think she gets paid her rate is like eight thousand dollars um to, to show up and do a speech like or to, <laughs> to do a full day session or something right uh-huh. and a bank came up to her and they said to her we want to book three of these so this would have been twenty four thousand dollars right mm-hmm. And she actually said to them, oh, um, yeah, my rate is usually 8000 a day, but I'll do it for you 
um, for 8,000. So she talked herself out of $24,000, right? And the woman's like, Why? oh, exactly. And <sighs> the woman's like, are you sure? Would you do that for us? So she's doing it as a, oh yeah, I'm doing you a favor. But these people had the money. Exactly. So it was a mindset thing. Mm. And she said, ever since then, she will never do that again. Mm. She will always remember the fact that she could have got 24,000 and they were ready to pay. Yeah. Like, and so sometimes we, yeah, we have to get out of our own way. Yeah. Um, Rachel, she always says, she says, say your price and stay silent because that's the problem. We talk yeah. too much and we talk ourselves out of it. But if that you too. know that that's your value, then yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how that all works. Cause it's like, it kind of shows me that money really is like energy because when there's low, if there's a low price, there's low energy around like the person charging the price around the service, around the product, like buying a shirt from forever 21 is not going to have the same energy as buying a shirt from like J crew or something with more quality. You know what I mean? Exactly. And even just to give you an example, um, when I was working in, you know, just applying for jobs. So Mm -hmm. the last role that I was in, um, they, so they asked me, okay, what do you, because before um, I realized I had been way paid, underpaid. (laughs) And so I decided when I was moving company, I managed to negotiate a 10K raise. And so I was like, yes. And, but that started with mindset because, you know, actually believing, yes, for this and so when I had left that particular place I applied for my last company that I was at and when they asked me okay what salary would you want I think I put 15k more than (laughs) what I had had because you know you always go above and then yeah and then you want to go from there right and then they came back and they were actually that the budget that they had was 9k less than what I had given them oh, right wow. so they came back and they're like okay so just to be transparent our budget is 9k less than what you've asked for what is your absolute minimum now with my last the company before that I I, I think I literally was like okay in my head I thought as long as I get at least what I had in my company before, then I'm fine. I'm just not doing less than that because I know that I'm worth that. Because mm-hmm. remember, once you've been paid something, that's your rate. Mm-hmm. So even if, if you double your price and someone pays that, that is your rate. Remember <laughs> that. <laughs> so as soon as someone has paid your doubled price, then you can boldly say, yep, this is my rate. And so I literally just told them, okay, well, um, the absolute minimum that I will accept is 5k over what they um what their their budget was and they mm-hmm. said okay we'll get back to you next week they somehow found that 5k and nice. they hired me so nice. it really is about it's, it starts with your mindset mm-hmm. and what will you accept if you have a poverty mindset and it's like okay well I just need to grab what I can then yeah. whatever you are offered you will take it mm-hmm. but if you know that actually you know this is this I'm worth more than this and I know the value that I can bring then you know what your your standard is it's very important yeah it's such an eye-opener especially for me personally I've always been underpaid <laughs> at okay. jobs a lot and of women have yeah 
I know. I'm also like, I grew up in America as an immigrant. I'm from Germany. I moved here when oh. I was three. So like also being an immigrant kind of added to that, like lack mindset. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't have as many opportunities as everyone. Yeah. Um, I got my work permit after college, but even okay. then, like after college, I was waitressing <laughs> because I still had that mindset of like, I'm not worth to like go after important jobs. But yeah, it's really eye-opening. I think the whole entrepreneurship experience is such an eye-opening experience of like all your personal stuff Yes, comes up. It really does. You have to work <laughs> on it. Yeah. It does. And everyone I talk to, they're, when I share that, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and mindset, how you've said earlier, like people are always telling us, yeah, you're, you're going to keep hearing it. And one day, like if you're listening and you've kept hearing You need to work on mindset. You need to work on mindset and you're annoyed with it. Work on your mindset. (laughs) Yep. No, it's, it's, I, I didn't realize until I started and I was like, oh, okay. I see it because that Mm -hmm. can really hold you back. Yeah. Because like, we're we're like, almost like Oliver Twist, like, please, sir, can I have some more? (laughs) (laughs) That's the mindset that we have. Whereas instead of in that same way, you've just opened up your hat, your hands and you said, please, sir, it should Mm -hmm. actually be like, okay, wealth belongs to me. Yeah. And here (laughs) is what I'm giving to serve. Yeah. Like instead of what can I get? Like, it's like, what can I give so that I can also receive? It's like a loop. And also that's another thing. I always say this to people. You are not a charity. And (laughs) like, it's not like they're paying you for nothing. No, you're yeah. actually providing something. And remember, if if the service that you're going to give is going to transform their life, if it's going to transform their life, their business, if it's going to bring them more clients, more revenue, then mm-hmm. you should be paid. You should be paid that. Yeah. Paid worth. It's priceless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this has been so fun to have you on the yeah. podcast. I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. <laughs> one one question I always really love to hear what people say. So what is one tool? You can't say your phone. What's one tool that's either like a physical thing or not a physical thing that you will always have in your toolbox no matter what you're working on? Google Workspace. <laughs> so the reason why I say this is because there's multiple tools in there. So you've nice. got Google Calendar, you've got um you've got Google Docs, you've got Google Drive. <laughs> it's it's just brilliant so yeah. many so many tools that you can use it is one of the best you've got um what's it called google forms like oh, literally yeah. everything you need is there mm-hmm. if if you didn't really have much like much funds or anything google workspace use it for everything. and it's all free <laughs> oh, exactly it's it's brilliant honestly yeah so I, I, I agree with you i would recommend yeah, I use it too. And I love that I can, I can open up my phone and open up Google Docs and like work on something if I'm like in the car driving. Well, I'm not the one driving. I'm in the passenger seat, obviously. <laughs> and isn't Google Docs amazing? The fact that so yeah. many people can be in one document. Yeah. And it's just absolutely amazing. So yeah, I would say hands down Google Workspace. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, where can listeners find you online? 
learn more yes, about you so, on instagram you can find me at i am josephine Arusu, and um you can also find my website www.thearusucollective.com and i'll send you the link so that you can put that in the show notes as well in case they yeah definitely <laughs> catch <laughs> Oh, this has been so fun. I love how yeah. we like talked about fitness. That yes. was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> and all the mindset stuff. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, this was, I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being on. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I hope that this episode served you. If it did, please give us some support by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast. You can also give us a follow over at Instagram. And over at Instagram, our DMs are open for your requests of who you want to see, for your requests of what to do for future episodes, if you want longer episodes, if you want bonus episodes, if you want shorter episodes, whatever it is that you want to give as your input, we are here to listen. So thank you so much again for tuning into this episode and we will see you next week.